And we're recording. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Nameless program here. Uh, my name is Matt Johnson. I'm a director of athletics here at the University of Minnesota Morris, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tim Grove. Tim. Matt, happy to be here. Yeah, we'll see what this, uh, this turns out to be. Um, as you mentioned, the Nameless podcast here for now, and I guess we can do one of those things where we turn it over to uh, any listeners that may tune in and see what they have for feedback. Well, that Cougar base, you can tell, I mean, just by even 20 seconds into this thing, we know it's going to have a huge following. So, I mean, can't wait to see the uh, mentions and likes and tweets and TikTokies or whatever else comes out of this thing. But, um, you know, this has been a whopping about 36 hours in the making of putting together a podcast. So, I mean, obviously we've had a lot of time uh, invested to this already. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Time has been invested. We expect, uh, expectations are high and uh, we'll just see where this thing rolls. Yeah. So, to, uh, to get back to the point and why we're going to be joining you here, hopefully on a weekly basis, and again, we're going to assess that as we go, but um, we want to start hitting in this media space and, and start talking Cougar Athletics, and, and it's an exciting time of year for us always, and it always is, but we've never had anything in this, in this space before, so that, that brings us together. So just some general background here, um, Gordon McIntosh being one, Josh Cazizo, some of our other coaches have said, hey, Matt, this is something we should explore, we should look at, so... I grabbed Mr. Grove and coerced him into saying yes, and, and here we sit. So the, the general premise moving forward is we we're going to talk Cougar Athletics. We're going to talk about um, the week past, the week coming up, those things that directly affect all of you there, our, our support base, our coaches, our staff, our, our alumni, our student-athletes. Um, but with that, too, I want to be conscious of we can talk about whatever comes up, you know, in this conversation with Tim and I and, and you know, hot-button issues. I know there have been several of them around campus this week already. Uh, that as those come up in conversation, so they go. But we want this to be the one place that you join us to, to hear a, a weekly recap of what's going on in Cougar Athletics, basically. Absolutely. I think that sounds great, Matt. And that I think the premise is, is good. And and we'll do what we do. I, I, to me, it's kind of like uh, instead of sitting around the office doing this, we're actually in the studio um, sharing our thoughts with others. So yeah. it's not it's not something out of the realm that uh, the two of us don't do a lot of anyway, sitting around talking about the Cougs. Uh, but just to share some things and, and like you say, just to... Um, recap some things that have gone on and to look forward to some things that are coming up I think is a great way to look at this. Right. And then the other thing too I want to incorporate as we go here is I'd love to have guests join us, you know, and whether it's head coaches, whether it's administration on campus, you name it, that can come in and get that general feel for what the vibe is right now. Because uh, the reality is for any of you who have been a part of us for a while, we've got a lot of great things going on right now. The last two weekends in particular have been unbelievably successful across the board. And now we're rolling into winter sports, which you can attest to already starting yesterday. So uh, more good stuff on the way for, for athletics as a whole. Yep, absolutely. Great time of year. Um, uh, fall athletics, not only in the heart of it, some are even winding down a little bit, starting to wind down. Uh, other things are picking up. So this is an exciting time of year and a, a great place to start with this podcast and, and something that we certainly hope will continue through the year and, and highlight uh, all the great things that happen uh, in and around campus. Yep. So with that, and it is the podcast right now, because like I said, we don't have a name for this thing yet, <laughs> but you know, we put down some, I feel almost like a friend's episode. This is the one with no name uh, where we're at right now, but we'll see where we go. Uh, we've got it on the screen called Cougar Cast, which works. I, I have no uh, issues with that one, but you know, we put together a list yesterday to just think of some of these. And, and again, we'll, we'll banty them around a little bit and see what, what sticks and, and what people resonate with. But um, rolling with the Cougs, I, I like that one personally. Uh, we can talk Cougs. This one we laughed about yesterday, and I, I don't know why it, it, it works for me, man, but two Cougs and you. I really like two Cougs and you. I just think, uh, I, just, I was laughing about it around the office yesterday, but to me it's got a ring to it. 
All these are great, but two Cougs and you, that's got a special place in my heart right now. All right. Well, that one I like very much, too. Uh, if my wife is listening or when I force her to list, she was all over Into the Den, which, again, plays off of the Cougar Den. I can see that working. Cougs Unleashed, Cougs Experts. This one, I don't know why I picked it, but I'm going to openly claim it. Anyhow, Coog Ninjas, I loved it, man. It, it's <laughs> cheesy. It's corny, but I, I don't know, man. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, t- I was just going to say, the, the, one, the other one that's really caught my eye is, is Cougar Tracks. Yeah. You know, you just talk about, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's got a, a little ring to it and, and a couple of different uh, kind of overtones to it, which I think are great. And um, yeah, so those are some things that we can look at. And if you have any feedback, let us know. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. And that's absolutely Mr. Alex Kyle came up with the Cougar Tracks. That's the one he gave me. And, hey, he's the director of athletic communications. That's right. So he, you gotta, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So first thing we want to get into today is uh, going back and recapping homecoming. And I know it comes now two weeks ago, but it was such a huge event for us, Tim. And I know we both had our different roles at it and obviously a lot of athletics going on. Um, but it started with that homecoming introduction night on, on Friday night. Um, that you were a direct part of with your team. Do you want to kind of go through it a little bit from your perspective? Absolutely. I, you know, among the many things that UMM does well, it is celebrate. UMM does a great job of celebrating accomplishments. And, and kudos to everyone that, that put the event together. It was fantastic. Um, we had a chance to honor two individuals and two teams. Of course, it comes at a 50-year anniversary, which I know we'll get into a little bit more, of Title IX. And so to see... To see Two of our female athletic teams go in, I think, was very, very special. Um, and what obviously made it a little more special for me individually is that one of our women's basketball teams, the 2010-2011 team, was um, honored uh, with entering the Hall of Fame. And it was just a great weekend all around. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, ceremony Friday night was phenomenal. Um, I know not everyone could be there. Uh, Jill Brown was not able to be there, one of our individual inductees. Um, but even even without Jill there, it was a great, great night. And uh, to see Scott Cooper um, kind of reflect on his experience mm-hmm. through uh, track and field and, and to, to hear about his night in Kansas City was just awesome, you know, to be our national champion uh, was just great. And, and to hear from the 2003 women's soccer team was awesome. And Coach DeVries coming back and talking about some of the things uh, surrounding that team was was great. And, of course, again, selfishly for me, it was just awesome to have the group back that we had and, and to be able to reconnect and and uh, and celebrate that team together was just a lot of fun. So kudos to everyone that that played a part in, in putting that on because it was a phenomenal event. Yep. You know, it was. And, uh, you know, a lot of time and effort goes into making that a reality, obviously. Uh, but to have everybody back and especially the way that we set it up, you know, and for those of you that don't know, you've got to be 10 years out from your competition to be considered for it. And I think it really puts it in a frame of reference where you sit there that, that your team being almost, well, 10, 11 years out now where you can look back on those days. But as an example, like Scott Cooper, that's all the way back from the early nineties. I mean, he's sat there and he's 30 years removed from that and able to reflect on what that experience meant to him. Yes. To have a national championship, which is unheard of, but also to just sit there and say, hey, during my time at Morris, this is this is what it was like. You know, he referenced at that point in time, track and field wasn't a super supported program, which is now it's one of our, if not most successful, certainly one of our most successful programs. So to see that growth and, and to give that pause is something I really appreciate about how we do it. Um, but it was a great night to have everybody act. You know, like you referenced, Jill Brown went in. 
um, as a and coinciding with that 50 year anniversary of, of Title IX, Jill was really one of those pioneers here for Cougar women's soccer for us. You know, the the program didn't even exist until her senior year, and then she came in right away and was 12th in the country in goals and, and things of that nature. Well, she didn't have that opportunity prior to that to play, other than as a club athlete here. So, I know she wasn't able to join us, but that was a that was a pretty cool segue, you know, transition into what Title IX meant for us too. And then certainly with the the two um, women's programs, your 2010-11 team, and then the 2003 women's soccer team. Um, instrumental programs for us, both conference champions, both had undefeated conference records. I mean, really embody what we hope the Cougar Hall of Fame and Cougar Athletics is all about. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, obviously very deserving uh, individuals and, and teams and just, again, overjoyed to be a small part of that and, and uh, just an overall fantastic uh, event and weekend yep. as a whole. Well, and we tied it in with a bunch of wins that week for the Cougs too. Which that is, always helps. Which is good. So, yeah, I mean, just a quick recap of that homecoming weekend. Um, for you all, you know, football won their their game versus Finlandia. Then we went into the Cougar Sports Center and um, watched uh, the Cougar volleyball team defeat Bethany. We had two championships, won one individual and then one team championship with our men's and women's golf team, which I want to mention to you here right now. Um, you know, Coach Kaler and that women's golf program, uh, what was it, their third, I believe, conference championship in, in their program history, but their first for, since like 2010, I believe. So Correct. just an unbelievable showing by by the Cougar golfers there. Were tied or just a stroke down, I think, heading into that last day and then battled all the way and ended up winning it literally on the 18th hole, um, you know, to come home with that, that championship for us. So big moment. Absolutely. And a, and a little a special shout out to Justine Day, I believe, uh, she had the par on the last hole to solidify things as as her opponent. Uh, uh, I don't know if I helped out a little bit, but I know I had some trouble on the 18th. And and kudos to Justine, who um, uh, has been a member of our women's basketball program as well. Uh, so I'm just uh, overjoyed to see uh, great things happen to, to good people. And and certainly congratulations to Justine, her teammates, and uh, the women's golf program for that, uh, that championship. And obviously... Um, to Coach Kaler for uh, getting honored with Co-Coach of the Year is, is um, also a, a nice honor and a, and a big deal. So uh, kudos and congrats to our women's golf program. Yep, third time that Coach Kaler, Jana, has won that award for us. So she did win it in 09, she won it in 10, and then now here in 22, so big deal. And golf is one of those sports, you know, that it's an individual sport, but at the same point of time, that team element comes into play here, and it took all of them uh, working together to get that championship. I know Justine, Hannah Selig, Peyton Sierra were all named first team all conference. Um, and and like you referenced, um, Justine had those back-to-back pars on those final two holes on, on Saturday, which really propelled the Cougs, or at least kept them in contention um, to, to battle with Northwestern. And Northwestern won the conference championship last year. They've got a great program, uh, but we came out on top this year. So really proud of that. And the, the cool part about it is now with that championship and with our automatic qualifiers, that means come May, our women's golf team are going to head down to Florida and they're going to compete in the, the NCAA Division Three National Women's Golf Championship. So I don't have an exact date on it, but I know it's May of 23 and it's in Howie in the Hills, Florida. So Exciting. Um, so that, again, although they weren't at home that weekend, Tim, that was a big, big win for our program. Absolutely. And anytime you have an opportunity to quote unquote hang a banner, uh, that's awesome, you know, and and uh, the first of hopefully a few this year for Cougar Athletics. But uh, again, kudos to uh, uh, the women's golf program for getting us off to a great start here this fall. Yep. And then right in that same vein, although not on the team variety, Brady Roth is just 
he's just the man among boys in in the golf world right now in, in the UMAC. So it's amazing to see. But for the second year in a row, he was named the men's golfer of the year and conference medalist. I mean, he shot 75, 71, 75. Incredible. And, you know, for, for hacks like us, Matt, to go out and, and chase the little white ball around the course, um, I'm not going to say I'm a golfer by any means, but... Uh, that's hard to do. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I qualify as a hack. That's the worst part of it. <laughs> you know, but in, in, he, he won the individual championship by eight strokes. You know, in, in, in golf terms, that is, that is a, an absolute blowout. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a 30-point that's a win on the basketball court. That's a, that's a three-touchdown victory on the football field. It's, it's incredible. And um, to see the kid go out and do it time after time, year after year, is just phenomenal. So... Yeah, Brady has is, is kind of reestablished uh, what it means to be a great golfer around here. So it's just been fun to uh, be a, a part of that and, and to watch his success here um, recently has just been outstanding. Yep, and I get my one time year on the course at the uh, Cougar Golf Classic every year. So uh, come see me July 28th or whatever the day it's going to be next year, and, and that'll be that. But, shout, shout out to the Cougar Golf Classic, absolutely. Yeah, because over the course of the next however many episodes we shoot here, I'm going to mention that about 150 times. Because <laughs> here's the reality. It's a great event to get back together again, and it's growing, and it's... Uh, I'm not going to throw up any 75, 71, 75s at that event, but we're going to go out there and have fun. Yeah, the um, team is lucky to put up a 75, right? Oh, <laughs> if you buy enough string, man, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Brady ended up having a scoring average this fall of 73.73. So, I mean, basically shot a 73 and a half every time he's on the course. Unbelievable. So kudos to him. And then actually, uh, Orion Collins was the Sportsmanship Award winner on the men's side as well, too. So that just kind of dovetailed in what that homecoming was for us all. I, I referenced a couple of victories um, on the field and, and on the courts. We did the Title IX shout-out, which we talked just a little bit about, but you know, a huge shout-out to communications and marketing, specifically Mike Seahawk for putting that video together, Tim. That was hard to describe, honestly, how impactful I think that actually was. Yeah, it was so very well done. And, and, and to take the time to connect with the people that, that they did for that video uh, was phenomenal, and and I know there's a lot of work in that. There was some travel involved. I know um, it was it's it's um, uh, coordinating schedules. It's it's a lot of things that that go into it for a, what was it a two and a half or three minute video, yeah. um, but just you talk about impactful. Uh, that video is incredibly impactful. You know it 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 from from the beginning uh, connecting with with those um, those athletes that were here at the time and and tying that in with with current staff and then even current players that are here now and just seeing the trajectory of what their thought process mm -hmm. uh, is. So for anyone that has not had the opportunity to, to look at that video, um, it's out there and, and, and take a look at it because it's impactful. And you don't even have to be a, a coach of female sports or a female to appreciate that. Anyone can watch that video and have a true appreciation for, uh, for what Title IX has done and for the athletes that are not only were not only here at that time, but are here still now, it's uh, incredibly impactful and just a, a very very well done. Yeah, it was um, this summer. Frankly, Aaron Christensen in our development office asked me if, if that's something we could do in athletics, and I I thought to myself, why not? And all of a sudden, as that ball got rolling, we started conducting these interviews, and you see the timeline and the trajectory of. Connie Edlin not even thinking about playing athletics as she came. That's not a reason she came to Minnesota Morris because it wasn't an opportunity for her to all of a sudden as a senior having that chance. You know, and then moving into you see uh, Janelle Bright and Darcy Winkleman talking about how those opportunities were afforded them as they hit high school. 
And then you hear Heather talk about, I wouldn't even have gone to college maybe if I didn't have this opportunity. I mean, that's the type of things that, that as someone who, who was a part of it in, in a small, small sense, I was just blown away to hear that experience, you know? And then the, the two students that we featured, Jay Kwate and, and Mackenzie Newton, to say how jealous their grandparents are or, you know, how, how they don't even have to think about those opportunities because of what happened in 1972. So if you haven't seen the video, I know it lives on, on morriscougars.com on our website. It's also on social media. It is well worth the three minutes of your time. And that comes from the father of two little boys who would have right. never had to worry about this at all. But I mean, if you look at it in terms of what it meant to female athletics and not just at Morris, but across the United States, it's, it's really a, a humbling. It's crazy to think about. Absolutely. And and anyone that, that knows anything about female athletics will tell you that there's still a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully, um, you know, progress continues to be made in those areas, uh, and it will. Um, but, yeah, to see how far we have come is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that uh, the work isn't done, you know, it, it continues to need uh, progress, just like uh, most other things. Um, but, yeah, I think we can feel really good about where we are uh, right now and, and, and the opportunities that, that are out there. And, and like I say, through, uh, through some more progress, uh, we'll get where we need to be. Yeah. And, you know, a shout out to the University of Minnesota Morris too. Uh, and I, I learned this throughout the process that we actually started offering va- basketball and volleyball before Title IX was actually implemented. You know, so as you sit there and think about us institutionally and, and with everything going on in the world, right, our, the, the, the core of who we are generally is about those, those opportunities for our student athletes from all makes and backgrounds, right, that they can come here and have that opportunity to be a part of something. So when, when I learned that, that we were two years, I think our first basketball team, if I wasn't mistaken, was 1970. We're two years in front of Title IX, and we, we were already conscious of that and trying to offer that opportunity for our underserved, you know, female population. Phenomenal. You can call it visionary or whatever you want to, but... Uh... Uh, you you said it exactly right. That's kind of the Morris way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, for those of us that have that have been here a while, and and we understand. I understand that more and more all the time. Um, that truly is the Morris way, and it does not surprise me. You know, you mentioned you were a little surprised. Understanding who we are and and who we've become, um, it's like yeah, that's a very Morris thing to do. And and I just uh, absolutely love uh, the fact that we were ahead of this thing, yeah. you know. And um, but of course with the with the you know official. Uh, Title IX legislation, it, it's it's helped other things along the way and it certainly put us in a good spot now. Yep. So once again, to Mike Seahawk for putting this together, to Sue Dieter for all of her help, for Aaron for the idea in the first place. I mean, there's a lot of thank yous to go around here. Um, but if you haven't had a chance to view that video, like I said, it, it, it really, it feels like, I don't even know if it feels like three minutes long, but you get so much information, you get such a feel for, for how impactful that was for us as a campus and, and again, for female athletes every place. So uh, that, again, kind of wraps up our homecoming uh, festivities or at least a celebration of it. And there were more pieces, you know, obviously the soccer teams played. I mean, there were a lot of elements going on there, but it was just an unbelievable weekend, you know, and, and the weather cooperated, It was, which makes it nice uh, in early October. But it transitioned really, Tim, into this past weekend as well, too. You know, where once again, and we'll go through some of the some of the stats, some of the information about it, but we came out of a weekend on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday in, in particular, we didn't lose a match as an institution. You know, we won our football game, we won our volleyball match, we won both of our soccer games. It's things like that that from an AD's life, it makes my life pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, you're loving you're loving those four and all Saturdays. You yeah. get an opportunity at that. And and yeah, um you know there's reasons we do what we do and 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 you know it's it's not always wins and losses, 
but it's a lot more fun yep. to win than it is to lose. Everyone will tell you that. And, and there's a lot of reasons we do what we do, but uh, when you have a chance to, to put a, a W on, on the board, it's uh, a lot more fun and, and great for fans and supporters and players and, and all those that put so much work into it that, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun Saturday. Yep. For and, sure. and even, you know, from, from where I sit and, and removed, and it's one of those things, you know, where I coached for so long that that personal connection with the, with the students, you miss some as you transition into administration. Sure. You just do, you know, but to see the joy of the coaches and the student athletes after a big win, even talking to, you know, coach Akita with, with cross country and our men's team goes and they win the St. Bonnie invite, you know, to, to hear James talk about that and, and what it was like, it's, it's huge. You know, that get, I get to live through that a little bit, you know, still with that, deal you know see coach Pervin run into a huddle with the football team right. and have him celebrate you know to see the look on Joe Susan Goose face after a big big wins you know those are it, it just I, I feed off of that I think it, departmentally we do as well too you know we celebrate each other's successes and when you can stat together weekends like this it makes a big deal because we know there are going to be ones on the horizon too where we have tough ones across the board right but but as we sit right now, Morris Athletics in a really healthy spot coming off of this last week. And I'd like to go through just a couple of them with him. Uh, the first one, and, and I went down and I was uh, able to be at this game, um, and that's uh, you know Cougar football pitching their first shutout versus Crown College in, what, nine, ten years. The last one was in 2012, I believe. Correct. Correct, yeah. Um, yeah, defense came to play, um, scoring touchdowns for them. I was talking to Coach Burke in the office the other day. He said, boy, it's, it's nice to get on the bus when uh, we don't play well and really contribute all that much, and yet we're going home uh, 27 to nothing mm-hmm. victors, you know. And, and uh, he actually made a comment. He, he told the guys, uh, his offensive guys, hey, you see a defensive guy, give him a hug and tell him thank you after a day <laughs> like today. So um, I just love uh, communicating and, and, and kind of going back and forth with other coaches on campus, and Coach Burke is one of them that's just awesome. He always has some great things to share. Yeah, I was sitting uh – uh, Tanner was sitting behind me, um, and he, you know he was talking about it. And he's like, "God, the defense gets an extra day off next week." And I said, "They won't get one, but they deserve it." Uh, and that's the beauty of that game and all games, right? Is you have those ones where offensively they did what they did to win that ball game, and defensively, obviously, was just unbelievable. But um, if you didn't get a chance to see it or read about it online, and again, our recaps are outstanding. Alex Kyle does a, puts a lot of time and effort into putting great information out there. Uh, for you all to read, but the Cougs rolled up that victory. They're now 3-0 and in the UMAC on the season, which is positioning themselves for where they wanted to be at this point in time. I know Coach Hoffman has aspirations of winning the conference championship. We've got three tough ones left with Martin Luther this weekend. Um, we then go to Northwestern, we take a bye, and then we finish at home with Greenville. And Greenville was the, the preseason conference favorite at least. But um, like I said, 27 to nothing over Crown College. The defense ends up uh, with five interceptions and three fumble recoveries. So if I gave you no other information other than that, that'll tell the story there. Um, and as I referenced, the Cougs are, are back home this Saturday versus Martin Luther College. Uh, it's a one o'clock kickoff there at Big Cat Stadium. So that's at least one piece of it. And like I said, to, to see the team and, and, and the coaches celebrate as they did after a big victory in conference, and now that record's sitting at four and three overall, I mean, positive things on the way for Cougar football here. Absolutely, and they, and they are exactly where they need to be right now at 3-0 in the UMAC, and obviously at 3-0 you control your own destiny, and that's exactly where they want to be. And as you mentioned, we got some 
tough games ahead of us, but uh, you take them the old cliche one at a time and see yep. what we can do. Yep, and, and the reality with the UMAC as it sets up in just about every sport is there's incredible parity and not like bottom feeder parity, right? But almost anybody on any given day in just about any sport can go get you. You know, and a primal example of that is in volleyball. You know, where we've seen this year, our Cougars have, have battled all season long, have done a lot of great things. They're sitting at 6-4 and four in the UMAC right, right. now. Um, you know, with, with Northwestern being what Northwestern historically is and Wisconsin Sevier is having a great year. So we're sitting in the three seed, but man, we're a dangerous team here. And I'm excited about how this is going to finish out and, and certainly transition into that playoff time. Absolutely. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the, the parody and just how good these teams have gotten. I watch your team practice all the time. I'm seeing them in games. We do not look like a third place UMAC team. We look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say, I don't want this to sound like we're underachieving. We're not. It just, I'm, my point is, the UMAC has really gotten good. Um, as you mentioned, Northwestern, one of the top teams in the nation, yep. uh, Superior, having a phenomenal year. Um, so, yeah, no, no one's going to want to see the Cougs when it comes playoff time because yep. uh, we, could, we could jump up and bite anybody for sure. Yep. So, obviously, we've got to take care of business here as the regular season winds down. I know they play on. Um, I believe Thursday and then Saturday yes. this week. Uh, but but as things sit right now, we're in the third place, our three hole, and, and that would send us to Superior, depending on how things shake out for that first round of the conference matchup. Um, so we'll, let's see what we you know happens and how we get to that point. But last Saturday, we went down to North Central, and, and we beat the Rams in, in four sets. They took the first one off of us, uh, a score of 23 to 25, but then thereafter we go 25, 21, 25, 19, and 25, 14 in that decisive fourth set to come home with that victory. Um, and it was, you know, it was a good overall team effort. I know Laura Welbach had 12 kills for the Cougars. Maggie Jones had 10. Um, there was a couple other, uh, you know, hitters that did well. Mackenzie Newton ended the day with a double, double. 37 assists and 13 digs, and then Alyssa Ookstead does what she normally does, which is just be all over the floor and, <laughs> yeah. and be a leader and do so many things there. So, um, again, the volleyball program is, is hopefully peaking at the right time here and moving forward, and uh, they, they head to New Ulm to face Martin Luther at 7 o'clock. That's their next match, and, uh, and, and we'll see where we go from there. But I'm excited about, obviously, what, what, what the future holds for the, for the Cougs. Yep, some big games down the stretch here, and and uh, stay in that obviously playoff contention, and and uh, we may not be able to get a home game here in the playoffs, but uh, again, um, no one's going to want to see the Cougs. It's just a dangerous team, and and um, if we need to go to Superior and play, well, let's get on the bus, go to Superior, right. and see what we can do. Yeah, other one, uh, Macy Bossard also had um, seven kills and ten on. 10 attacks. So, I mean, she hit 700 for the, for the day too. Phenomenal. So just awesome stuff, you know, shout out to the volleyball team for going and getting a big W. Um, and it was like North central weekend on campus last week, whether yeah. we were on the road or not. But as we, we start looking at women's soccer here too, women's soccer pitched a shutout versus North central at well at home. And it was just a great defensive effort across the board um, for, for the, the women's team. They're now uh, three, nine and three overall. Um, but they're at fifth place in that UMAC, and they're really vying for an opportunity to get to get into the to conference play. And as a reminder, those top four teams make it for us. Right, they're they're right there. Um, you know, uh, hopefully they can do what they need to do down the stretch here to um, work their way into contention for that fourth spot. Uh, as you mentioned, the top four goal, and and that's always the goal, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. always the goal to have an opportunity to play in the postseason, and and um, hopefully they can. They can uh, continue playing well in conference play and, and earn that uh, four seed. Yep, three, four, and three in conference are the Cougars. So they're sitting right there at about a 500 ball club. But coming down at another 
challenging competitive stretch here that, that let's see what happens. And it starts with, with um, I believe, what is it, in town this weekend, Martin Luther, correct, who comes into town for us. So we'll see, you know, in this game versus North Central, the 2-0 win, it was really good to see Belatoth um, go in and collect her first collegiate goal. I know Coach Kyle has just had really high hopes for Bella, and she's done, uh, you know, battled a little bit of the injury bug here early in the season. Um, but to get that with the assist goal to, to Jaden Sandro, which obviously you know Jay well, um, or Jaden well, and, and what Sonny does, and... Um, you know, it was just an overall team victory. North Central only attempted two shots in the second half. You know, so when you look at the defensive pressure that the Cougars put on there, well, the Cougs rolled up 17 shots of their own, and then Toth scored her second goal on an assist from Ayla Wicklow, which I got to give a shout-out. She's a Lewiston Altura graduate, so go. back from my hometown. Um, but, you know, to get a 2-0 shutout here at home and, and really set the table for their conference season coming up, I know Coach Kaya was just really, really happy with that effort. Absolutely. Really a nice dominating performance. You mentioned a couple of the, the stats there, but uh, when you can outshoot someone 17-2 to two, uh, and a half, that's that's doing things right and really establishing dominance there. So um, great job. Congrats to our women's soccer team there. And, and like I say, keep chipping away and make our way into the playoff. Yep, and as I referenced, and I hope I did, they've got Martin Luther here on Thursday the 20th, and those are home games on the men's and women's side. And then um, this weekend, they've got Bethany Luther coming into town. So two games that are going to be tough UMAC contests the whole time, but hopefully the, the women's team comes out on top. And then looking at what the men's soccer team did as well this weekend, another impressive showing for Coach Turnbull's squad. I know the guys have had one of those seasons this year, and I've talked so much about it, you know, Tim, to, to Coach Turnbull and just seeing they're 2-4-4. Four, and four. Okay, so yes, they've only got those those two wins on the board, but God, and in, in, in their four ties, those are all games that literally, and hence the tie, could have gone this way or that way. They were just so close. And some of them they led up until literally the last minute or two on the clock, you know. So it's been one of those years for Scott that's I think been a little frustrating, but at the same point in time, he's ultra proud of the effort of his athletes and what they're giving out there on on the field. And last Saturday was a prime example when they rolled up that two zero victory over North Central. For sure, and they, you know, you, you mentioned some of these ties. They are playing their tails off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a lack of effort or anything else. While they're watching that team, they are playing hard, uh, and they they had a one zero lead against uh, Northwestern here um, at home here not long ago, and 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 then North uh, Northwestern was able to to put one in the back of the net to even things up. But late um, in the contest once yeah, again, absolutely, yep. absolutely. But you know, you mentioned uh, North Central, a nice two zero victory uh, for the Cougs over North Central, and Carter Watkinson was a big part of that with with one goal of his own and then an assist uh, uh, to Dom um, to get that two-goal uh, lead and, and final score. So um, hopefully they are, are doing feeling good about the progress they are making, and if we can turn some of those ties uh, into some victories here, um, you know, things down the stretch here could look pretty good. Yep. You know, the Cougs right now, I believe, are sitting in tied for sixth place technically in terms of points right. on it, uh, but they control their own destiny. They've got games coming down the stretch here where if they can get three points out of it, it's a big deal in terms of trying to get into that fourth place spot. It is, and and now the, the schedule's tough, obviously. You know, I believe it's that last weekend, don't they head to Wisconsin? They which, do. Which are, I mean, you yep. go to Superior and Northland, these are two really good men's soccer and teams. And they've got Bethany on Saturday here, and Bethany sure. is, you know, the, the top seed in the conference too, but that's a team that, by the way, we tied the last time we saw them. Absolutely. So, um, it all this to say the games will be difficult absolutely but it's also opportunities out there that uh that that are there for for coach Turnbull and, and the team to to go out and rise to the occasion and go get them yeah right? a, a couple individuals i want to highlight here is carter watkinson and i know you referenced it before carter got the first goal 
uh, around the 20th minute, 21st minute. Um, you know, and it, that made it one nothing, obviously. And then he took a pass and was able to find Dominic Cantu Polster for the second one to make it to make it 2-0. So that netted the victory. Lucas Harmon in in goal ended up pitching a shutout, obviously for it. He only saw five saves on the day, but he made them all. Um, and it was one of those ones that it if you can get goal, good goaltending and good defense, and Coach Turnbull's strategy always, and 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 Coach Kyle on the women's side, same thing to play good defense, take some of the pressure off your goalkeeper, and then find your opportunities to put one in the net. You know, so both of the soccer programs with 2-0 victories over North Central last weekend was just huge for the morale of the team, but also moving into what are going to be tough games moving forward. I know Martin Luther on Thursday is a game that should be competitive all the time. I would hope that we can get victories on both sides out of that. But as a reference, Bethany Lutheran is is very talented, and then we see Northland and, and Wisconsin Superior next weekend. So, again, great work by the men's team and the women's team on soccer uh, to get those victories last weekend, and, and good luck to them here coming up on Thursday. And then the last sport uh, of many that we can highlight or that we're going to talk about today is, is that men's and women's cross-country program. Uh, they had last Friday, so although it wasn't a part of the Saturday jubilation, uh, last Friday they headed down to the crown for the St. Bonnie invite, and the men's team came away with a victory. Uh, I believe there was five total programs there. We ended up uh, winning it with 33 total points. Martin Luther finished second, and then a couple other programs behind that, including Crown and Northland, ones that the Cougs are going to see at the UMAC championships here next Saturday, the 29th. So in terms of going and taking care of business, I know Coach Akita was really happy with the effort. I'm, I'm hoping the, the student-athletes were too, because it's a big deal to go down and win a tourney. It is. You know, you had that, it's just a, a sign of doing things right. And, and Coach Akita here in his first year with us on our program uh, doing an outstanding job with the cross-country teams. It's nice, nice to see um, go down and, and, uh, and come away with, with a victory down there and hopefully set things up well here for the conference championships coming up. Yep. So on that men's side, the Cougars had four runners that ended up finishing in the top ten. Uh, a 2-3 finish was Rory Shackelford and then Greg Peterson. Um, you know, Shackelford ran that 8K course in the time of 28 minutes, one second, and, and 51 one hundredths. Just like in the golf game, Tim, there's no way I'm getting out there. You're even a runner, but there's no chance that us normal folk are, are touching some of these numbers. No, I might be able to do that on my bike. <laughs> so uh, Joel Knopp also ran well. Uh, Calvin Nelson, among others, um, for the for the Cougars and Grant Struckel as well. So um, awesome job by by the men's cross team. Obviously, is that that last event before they head to the championships with aspirations of coming home with conference championship. Absolutely. That's, that's the goal of all of our programs, right? I mean, we, we start the year and, and we look at things and, and uh, I guarantee every team has conference championship on the list of things that they want to accomplish. And the cross country teams have an opportunity uh, next weekend to go down and do that. And we certainly wishing them the best. Yep. So I'm going to head down there and I know we talked offline about this. I try to as much as possible go to as many of the championship events as we can. I think it's important to the athletes, but frankly, it's just important to be a part of it and see a sport that maybe doesn't get a lot of the headlines that, that, that some other sports do on campus or, or just across any place. But the effort and the dedication those athletes put into cross country is just unbelievable. So going to head down to Crown and watch the men's and women's team compete next weekend. I believe uh, Heather Penny Roy is going to come down as well, too. Uh, she's actually the UMAC cross country um, coaches rep or administrative rep, so she's going to be a part of it, too. Um, but I'm excited to be down there and, and see what happens. I know Wisconsin Superior, Bethany Lutheran, I mean, there are some really strong programs out there, too. But, but the Cougs, on the men's side, at least coming out of this one, should be really proud of, of what they've got going forward. 
And then last but certainly not least is is that same cross country program, but now on the women's side. Um, we had the, the Hoagland uh, sisters continue to do what they've done for their whole time here, which is be really, really outstanding at what they do. Um, Ilsa and Zoe both had top 10 finishes in the race. Um, Ilsa ran at a time at 25, 46, 58. Um, which was fourth place overall, and then her sister was a sixth place finisher at twenty six thirty one forty. So, um, you know, the Cougs ended up finishing third in that event, um, which is where they're sitting right now. I, if I was going to handicap the the conference championship going into it, I, I would say that's kind of where they are with that opportunity to go and surprise people. Martin Luther's cross country team just in the last couple of years, Tim, is just unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable with with what they how they've developed that one. Absolutely, and that's it, you know, it's one thing that uh, you can look at how important recruiting is and getting a couple key pieces uh, in any program. And cross-country is certainly no different. You get the right pieces in, and uh, good things can happen in your program pretty quickly. Yep. So other runners for the Cougs there, Amelia Lund, Sarah Best, uh, Abby Hackmeister, all all were a part of it, and, and at least were on the course. They've seen the course. It's going to be the same setup when we get there next week to go, to go and compete. And, again, the cross-country program for us on the women's side has had conference champions in the past and that's what they're hoping for here again moving forward so the women went down there raced well uh took a third place finish and and again have set that table for what i hope is an exciting conference championship game yes we've got to battle the knights but that's what sports are all about right i mean i hope they're as excited about that competition as we are to go down there and 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 see them and and support them moving forward so that's going to kind of tie a bow on us here a little bit. One thing I do want to reference um, before we go is just upcoming events again in, in athletics. Um, hopefully, if I get the video out today, Tim, which is a big ask, but if we get it out on Wednesday, which is it's Wednesday morning here when we're shooting this, um, we've got men's and women's soccer tomorrow versus uh, Martin Luther. We've got volleyball on Friday at Martin Luther for the Cougars. Another conference opponent that yeah we're gonna have to go down there and fight, but hopefully we can come through it uh, on the positive side. And then Saturday on campus is a crazy busy day. Um, we start with men's soccer versus Bethany Lutheran, and I said, number one, they're the number one seed in the conference, as we sit. Uh, at noon, um, football goes at 1 o'clock here at home versus Martin Luther. At 1 o'clock on the road, volleyball is playing Bethany Lutheran, and then we close up at 2.30 here at home with women's soccer versus Bethany Lutheran. Hopefully you've enjoyed joining us here, again, to the Nameless Podcast as it sits. Um, it's just a great opportunity for, for us to talk about about who we are, what we are. You know, and I, I say this to, well, to you all the time, Tim, and to the staff as a whole, I'm so proud of, of what we are. And I, I don't care how cliche that sounds, because when you believe something, you believe it. You know, so to sit here with a good friend and talk about all these things that our athletes and our staff are doing, you know, and, and again, some things you read about in the paper and, and certain sports are going to get talked about. But the reality is we've got 310 kids on campus approximately that, that identify as student athletes and each of them in their own way are having an amazing experience in the Cougar Sports Center and are, ne are never happier than when they're putting on that maroon and gold and, and going out there in front of everybody. But whether this is two Cougs and you, or this is Into the Den, or this is Cougar Cast, <laughs> or this is Cougar Tracks, I don't care at this point in time. We're going to get it figured out. Um, but we really appreciate you joining us. Once again, this is Matt Johnson, Director of Athletics here at Minnesota Morris, and my co-host, Mr. Tim Grove, Associate Athletic Director and Heavy Women's Basketball Coach. Appreciate your time today, Tim. Thanks a lot for doing it.